0: Listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Baucom as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life. Starting right now. Just the other day, I had a couple on the phone call with me, and it seemed to me that the man was not really wanting to work on the relationship. I was trying to get them both on board, and that really is one of my basic rules for doing coaching with a couple. Both of them have to be committed on moving forward. In this case, I kept getting this sense that the man didn't want to be there, and I finally said, hey, I really don't think that you're ready to work on this relationship. And he said, I I sure am. Why do you think that? And I said... I can't feel anything from you. You know, whatever I say, I get a response of, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know what to do. There's just a whole lot of dodging the situation. And he said, well, I showed up, didn't I? And my response to him was, no, you're not showing up. And my guess is that's the real issue here. You're not showing up, period and he responded with something that clearly made me understand he missed my point. He said, I'm on the phone. What do you mean I'm not showing up? Well, my point was that many times in life, we can be present, like our body can be there and not be present. We can actually be in the room and not be in the room. That's probably one of the odd things about our humanity. I mean, you know if my dog is in the room, my dog is fully engaged in the room. Whatever's going on in that room, that's what the dog is doing. That's what he's he's do, just kind of there, right? That's not true with humans. We can sit down and be thinking about other things. We can in fact be refusing to be present. Have you ever been trying to have a conversation with somebody where they were making it completely clear by their body language, by their actions that they were not engaging in the conversation. They weren't present. They weren't showing up. Well, that's what often happens in life. Now, if you think back on my process of saving a relationship, I talk about these three Cs. The only three Cs you have to worry about, the only three areas to focus on, the three Cs are connecting with your spouse, changing yourself, and creating a new path. Connect, change, create. Those are the three C's. Now today, what we're talking about really is that middle C of how you change yourself. As I've said many times, I don't know anything about you. I would love to know more about you, but I don't have any firsthand knowledge of you. So what I know is this, that as humans, we all tend to find a place of stagnation if we're not careful. And one of the things that's often true when a relationship is in trouble is that one or both, and generally both people, have become stagnant in their life, and they're trying to figure out a way through that, not always in the most appropriate and healthy ways. That stagnation means that we've gotten stuck. We've stopped showing up in life. That's kind of the epitome of stagnation. You know, someone who kind of makes it through the workday, comes home and kind of melts into the couch and... Or or the the recliner or whatever, and maybe goes through the steps, right? Maybe kind of shows up for dinner, is there, the presence is there, and maybe even present for the kids, but really isn't engaged. Or maybe not even going to work. You know, maybe you're at home all day, but you're really just kind of staggering through the day, just waiting for the next day to happen. And so many times people have told me that it felt like life is one day waiting for the next just slogging it through to get to the next day. When that's happening, we are definitely not showing up. So what is this thing about showing up? Well, I think that when we do show up, we are present and we bring in our presence. Those are two things. We are present, meaning that we are engaged in the moment, but also that we allow ourselves, our true selves, our character, our personality, what makes us ourselves, our individual self, that presence is brought in. So present and presence comes into the room. Connection too, meaning that we're engaging with people in that place. So if we're with our family, we're connecting with family members. When we're with a spouse, we're connecting with a spouse. When we're with friends, we're connecting with friends. Remember, humans are connecting creatures. So if we're not connecting with the people we're with, We're not showing up. We're pulling back a piece of ourselves. also believe that showing up means that you have empathy, meaning you're trying to understand where others are coming from and the difficulties and struggles that they may be going through and celebrating with them and the cool stuff. And in the end, that we actually bring in some energy with us. You probably know people who are not at that place, where they are not present for the conversation, nor are they bringing their presence into the room They're not sharing any connection. There's no empathy there, and there's no energy to the process. And you may just stand back a minute and ask, how much are you showing up? How are you showing up? One of the things that I know about saving a relationship is that we have to show up more. Maybe you say, okay, I've been minimally showing up, but can you show up more? Maybe you say, I haven't been showing up at all. So can you start showing up? Can you step up the level of showing up in the process? So what are some things that can affect showing up? Let's just talk about a few things that get in our way of showing up when we allow it to get in our way. This is when we're showing up in our relationship, but it's true in all of life. One of the big blocks to showing up is often anger and resentment. When we're angry and resentful of somebody, we tend to not show up with that person because we're trying to avoid any engagement. Do remember that anger and resentment are really byproducts of hurt. We often think that anger is kind of the, the primary emotion, but it's not. It's a secondary emotion. The first, the primary emotion is, is hurt, fear, or threat. Those are the pieces that lead us to feel anger. When we feel threatened, when we feel hurt, then we step back into a place and respond outwardly with anger. And if that anger is not addressed, it begins to be a systemic issue of resentment. It's when it seeps into the whole system. But when we're feeling that anger and resentment, we rarely want to get close to somebody. It just kind of makes sense that if I'm angry at somebody, why would I want to get close to them? Which means that if we allow ourselves to be stuck in that anger or resentment place, it's going to be hard for us to truly show up. The second thing that can affect our showing up when we allow it to is a loss of clarity that we've kind of lost our way in life. We're not sure why we're in a relationship anymore. We're not sure where we want to get to in life. And we've allowed the clarity to kind of get a little bit darkened, maybe a little bit fogged over. It's kind of like if you're looking through a window and, and suddenly you know, the humidity goes up and you suddenly can't see through so well. You would lose your way that way. If you ever been driving along in your car and suddenly everything fogs up, you better find a way of clearing it off if you want to make sure you're staying on route and in the road. And the same is true in life. If everything fogs over, if you lose your way until you find that clarity and find, until you find your way, you're not going to want to move much. The same in a car. If I'm driving along and suddenly it fogs over and I can't get it unfogged, I better pull over until I find my clarity again. It's the same in life. Until we find some clarity, we rarely move forward in any significant way. So a loss of clarity often leads to us not showing up. We back away. We're not sure who we are, not sure where we want to be, not sure what things matter around us. Then the other piece that often affects our uh, ability to show up is our loss of commitment. It's kind of a loss of clarity, but it's a deeper level of that. Let's say that you've been working at somewhere for a long time and suddenly you just don't feel it at that place anymore. You might still show up to work, but my guess is you're not truly showing up. You might punch in that day, but you may not truly be showing up. I've been through that a number of times with jobs to know that sometimes you keep going long after you should have left. At one point, I was consulting with a business, and I was talking with the the president, and the president had been burned out for a number of years, and he threatened in a business meeting uh, that maybe it was time for him to leave, and everybody started to try to convince him to stay, and I stopped everybody and said, yeah, you know what? You might be right. If you don't feel it anymore, you're doing more disservice to this place than service. So either find your commitment to what you're doing here or admit that you no longer are committed. Now, how does that translate into marriage? Well, it's a little bit different because you've already made the commitment. If you remember, when we step into a relationship of marriage, we've pledged a commitment So now the question is, can we find that feeling of commitment, the commitment to commitment? Otherwise, we often fall into that feeling of disconnection. If we're no longer feeling the commitment to the relationship, we start pulling back and not showing up in that relationship. So we have to find some ways of moving through that. Because if those pieces are in place, there are some ways that you might actually be showing up in ways that you don't want to be. One way you might be showing up is angry and spiteful. Now, what's interesting about this is that sometimes people show up as angry and spiteful when they're not truly angry and spiteful, at least at what's going on. At one point, I was working with a couple, and the, the man was always coming across as angry and spiteful. And the woman was taking it personally like he was always upset with her. And so we started to clarify that, and he said that he really didn't think that was the case. And I just reflected to him what I was watching, and he finally began to understand that his anger and spitefulness was not about the relationship, but about life, that his job, his career, all the things that were outside of the marriage were where he was losing his way. In fact, He had always felt like his marriage had been an oasis of that, except for he was bringing the hurt feelings of the rest of life into the marriage. Now, sometimes it is about the spouse, that somebody is truly angry and feeling spiteful towards a spouse. Here's the problem. If that's how you're showing up, it's not likely that you're going to make much progress in rebuilding the relationship. How many people want to cozy up with someone who is angry and spiteful towards them? So if you're showing up as angry and spiteful, recognize that there is a better place to show up, a better way to show up if you actually want to work on saving your relationship. The second way you might be showing up is cold and distant. Cold and distant, meaning I I really don't want to have anything to do with anyone. It's just kind of a lack, a lack of any feeling. Cold and distant. Now, the anger, spitefulness often has an energy to it, kind of a drive, a push towards it. Cold and distant has a pull away. I'm not even going to get close to you. So if you think of anger and spiteful as kind of an aggressive, you can think of the cold and distant as an avoidant. Aggressive or avoidant are two ways you can do that, that process of showing up. So the avoidant part just means that you stand away. Maybe you don't want to enter into any relational discussion. Maybe a spouse wants to tell you something and you don't want to hear it. Or maybe say, "Uh, you know, I've heard it all before. Don't even start. And don't even start often is a hallmark of the conversations with someone who is caught in a cold, distant place. The angry, spiteful person will gladly enter into an argument, a discussion that becomes an argument, and allow it to spiral downward to prove the anger and the spitefulness But somebody who is at a place of being cold and distant avoids the conversations, period, because they just don't have any energy for it. Then there's a third way that people often show up, and that is as needy and desperate. So they're trying to pull the other person close to them, but the way they do it, it creates a threat to the other person, that they're going to be sucked down into the hurtfulness and sucked down into the blame of that. Remember, needy and desperate comes from a place that assumes that somebody else has to make you okay, that the relationship has to make you okay, that somebody has to fix things for you. And that can be very overwhelming in a tenuous relationship. When a relationship is at a stronger place, it can often handle that for short amounts of time. If somebody's feeling like they're having a hard week... It's easy to make a bid for some attention from a spouse, but in times of difficulty or when times when that begins to be sustained, it often wears out the other person that they don't want to deal with the neediness and the desperation that's constantly coming their way, so they distance It creates a distancing in the other person. Now, I want you to notice that that's the net effect of all three ways that you might be showing up that you don't want to be. When you're angry and spiteful, the other person often will distance. When you're cold and distant, the other person will often distance. When you're needy and desperate, the other person will often distance. You can create distance in your relationship with your spouse by the way you're showing up. If you're trying to bring closeness to the relationship and connection into the relationship, you can now see why showing up in those ways is so destructive. The problem is that we often are so focused on what, what's happening with me, what's going on with my emotions, that we miss the fact that we're impacting our spouse in ways that they might not want to show up. So our way of showing up is impacting your spouse's way of showing up. Now, does your spouse have a way of showing up in the world? Yes. Do you have control over that? No, unless you're falling into these traps where you are creating a cycle. So when we're showing up as angry and spiteful or cold and distant or needy and desperate, we're enlarging the disconnection and the distancing of the relationship rather than bringing it towards something else. So how should you be? What's a better way of showing up? Let me just propose three different data points for you to think about how you could better show up. One is clear. Two is energized. And three is open and accepting. Clear. If you're here because you're trying to work on saving your relationship, you're gaining clarity, right? You're clear about what's important. You're clear that the relationship is important enough for you to fight for it. The clarity we want is both there and in life. You notice in other places I've talked about as you're thinking through your whys, your big whys for saving your relationship, one of the things I suggest is that you write a list. And out of that list, you get rid of the fear ones, like I'm going to lose money, I won't be able to survive, I won't have access to the kids, I'm going to lose half the house, all of those fear-based ones. And go with the ones that are deeper. I want to honor the commitment. I want to prove to my kids that you, know, you can work through these things. I want to break maybe a multi-generational process that happens in my family that where people bail out and get divorced. There are lots of big whys, but they give you clarity. When you have your big whys, you get clear about why you're doing this. If you're not clear about why you're doing this, focus on that. If you're not clear about what your life is about, your meaning and your purpose, get clear about that. Because you carry that sense wherever you go. When you have clarity, when you are clear about what's important in your life and what you're moving towards, you create a ripple effect of people around you who are attracted to that place of clarity for you. When somebody can tell me what their life meaning and purpose is about, what they're trying to do to make an impact in the world, that is attractive. That's magnetic. So you want to find your clarity in your relationship and in your life. The second is energized. To find the energy within you because there are only two ways that things happen in life. you Either you change them or things change on you. When things change on you, you don't have much, much way of, of uh, changing that, of, of dealing with that because it's external. But you can decide what's going to change within you. You can create the power. A lot of times we're waiting for the power to come to us, and this is finding that energy within ourselves, which often requires us to say, what is making me move? What can make me move? Again, that clarity helps with the energy. The the third way is being open and accepting. Sometimes people tell me that they don't want to be vulnerable with a spouse because their spouse might hurt them. And my response is, lack of vulnerability doesn't protect you from that at all. You just pretend it does. So being open and accepting is really your stance toward the other person. Can I embrace the other person when they're having a tough day, when they're having a hard time? Can I be uh, accepting of where they are at this point? Now, accepting and agreeing, those are not the same thing. You can be at a different place of acceptance than where your, your spouse is. So you, you don't have to necessarily accept what your spouse thinks about what needs to happen in a relationship to be accepting of where they are, the difficult place they are in life. So how do you do that? Well, one primary way is to work on forgiving. Forgiving is not letting the other person off the hook. It's deciding that you're not going to allow whatever has happened, whatever you perceive as the hurts towards you, to be defining who you are and to be defining how it affects you. But you decide to work from a place of empathy, which is the next thing uh, that you work on. Empathy is understanding where somebody is coming from. Not agreeing with where they're coming from, but understanding where they're coming from. Understanding that everybody is really doing the best they can where they are. That doesn't mean optimal. It just means that where they are, that's their place of doing the best they can. The last way you can do this is by working on being self-assured. How do you work on being self-assured? Taking care of yourself, having strong boundaries, being clear about what's important to you, making sure that you know that regardless of outcome, you're going to be okay. Regardless of what happens in your relationship, you will find a way through life. Self-assured doesn't necessarily mean that you know the path, but you know that you'll find the path. When you have those pieces when you have, you're working on the forgiveness and the empathy and you work on being self-assured, then you'll show up differently in life. If you need help with some clarity here, if you need some help with how to process that and move forward, how to put the other elements together, please check out my Save the Marriage system. You can find that at savethemarriage.com. Start the process at savethemarriage.com so that you are working from a pl- place where you know how to move forward in the relationship. You're much more self-assured if you know how to move forward. But whatever you do, make sure that you're showing up in the way that you want to show up, not in reaction to whatever else is around you, but by you choosing proactively how you want to show up. This is Lee Balcom, wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage listening to Save the Marriage podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.